0: Of yours.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, you know, we've talked a lot in, in recent weeks and months about the question of specialization in sports with young athletes. And now, you know, we've discussed this, uh, this question in so many ways. Uh, we, we've talked about it with college and high school coaches. We've talked with, obviously, sports parents, physicians, uh, researchers. Uh, and so on and so forth. But, you know, in all of this uh, conversation, we really haven't gotten the perspective from an athletic director at a high school. And after all, if you think about it, the high school AD is the one who is watching over all of this, that he or she is, is seeing how the athletes are, are being forced to make decisions at early ages as to whether they should focus on one sport or, or go on and play two or three in high school. Uh, it's something, as I said, it, it, it's an issue that's been around for about 10, 15 years now, and, and we still haven't gotten a real good grasp of what's the right right way for our athletes and their parents to, to sort of figure all this out. And I I have a couple of thoughts about this, which I want to bring up during our conversation this morning. In fact, I I, I wanted to talk with us at a high school AD, and uh, Vito Akhia-Vellati uh, uh, Velati who's uh, one of the prominent athletic directors in our area. He's the uh, AD at Christian Brothers Academy in Lincroft, New Jersey, and Vito uh, joins me this morning. Vito, good morning.
2: Good morning, Rick. Thanks for having me on this morning.
1: Well, thank you on this very soggy, wet uh, morning, Vito. I, I, um, let me first, before we get into our conversation, uh, I, I want to give our listeners a little background on you because it helps sort of flesh out exactly where I'm going with this conversation. Now, at, at Christian Brothers Academy, You know, Vito oversees, as the athletic director, 18 varsity sports programs and nearly 700 student athletes. He's also the head swimming coach at CBA, where he's led the Colts to eight New Jersey state titles in 10 years uh, at the helm. Uh, In fact, the coach in AD Magazine recognized Vito uh, on their 40 under 40 list of exemplary sports professionals. But in talking with Vito this past week and discussing this topic of specialization with him, he told me something I wasn't aware of. That is, I knew that Vito had been a top baseball player in high school himself and in college at the University of Richmond, and he signed with the Blue Jays uh, after his collegiate career. But Vito also told me that he was a serious swimmer in high school. Not only was he good, in 1999 he was a New Jersey state champion in both the 100-yard freestyle and 100-yard backstroke at the meet of champions, he was named New Jersey Swimmer of the Year by the Star Ledger. Now, in baseball, Vito was a two-time All-American at University of Richmond. He still holds records for home runs, RBIs, and total bases. He was drafted by the Blue Jays. Toronto, as I said, played pro ball for eight years. Now, Vito, looking at your own history as an athlete, and we're talking about specialization, clearly when you were growing up in New Jersey, you did not specialize. And what I find kind of curious about this is that swimming – has always seemed to me to be one of those sports where kids do have to specialize at an early age because you have to swim i mean usually like twice a day six days a week so how did you do how would you how would you become a champion swimmer while you're also playing baseball? How did it all work out when you were growing up
2: it's a It's a great question Rick and and it's something that we see you know today we think specialization is new and it really isn't I mean back then swimming was highly specialized mm-hmm, uh, club mm-hmm. te- club teams were around. For years, uh, I started swimming. My, you know, my mom threw me in the pool at, at four years old and said, uh, "You know, go ahead, go at it." And um, you know, I joined my first club swim team at six years old, the Red Bank YMCA. Um, you know, and and I fell in love with baseball, and that was definitely you know my goal and my dream was to be a major league baseball player. But back then, um, there wasn't as much pressure to do one sport all year. Uh, and swimming and baseball were interesting because the skills aren't as transferable. Uh, you know, but since other athletes, especially baseball players at that time weren 't playing travel baseball all year long right. i wasn 't I wasn't losing a lot of ground in that off season I, I felt no pressure ever to just play baseball. Uh, I played basketball growing up, I played a lot of different sports, and we had those distinct seasons back then sure um, you know and, and so I think I was blessed by being a gifted athlete where I could take six months six months off from swimming or six months off from baseball. And and still be productive, and still um, you know be good at both sports. But today, our athletes are just facing much different pressures, and uh, and feel they're unable to do that.
1: Well, let's talk about that because you just mentioned Vito that 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 things have changed. When you were growing up, and it wasn't that long ago that you were in high school playing baseball and swimming, and nobody really seemed to have a sense that well, you really need to do this all year round, whether it's baseball or swimming. It wasn't that sense. It was, now, but, however, these days, it seems as though the, the, the pressures have been accelerated or ratcheted up. And, and now they're saying, well, you want to go on to, go on to get a college scholarship for baseball. You've got to do this all year round. Or if you want to be an Olympic swimmer, you're going to, have to do this. Forget everything else. Just do one thing. So, you know, it seems that that seems to be the difference in terms of then and now. And as an athletic director, you're seeing talented athletes, you know, go through uh, Christian Brothers What is your sense? I mean, you must see these kids trying to grapple with these decisions as well, but the pressures today are different than they were 15, 20 years ago.
2: Absolutely, and the confusion today is is at an all time high as to what the facts actually are and what's going to help these young athletes. And um, you know, I I obviously have the benefit of seeing so many athletes here at TBA, but just talking to my counterparts and colleagues at other schools, at public schools around the state, you know, I've developed great relationships with all these other athletic directors, and we're all facing the same issues. um, So be it at different levels, of course, um, at bigger schools uh, where specialization isn't as much of an issue. because you have the participation numbers. Um, you know We want to encourage multi-sport participation, um, but at smaller schools, it's not only encouraged, it's a must if you want to have these teams. Um, I look at uh, friends of mine, like at Barnegat, uh, John Germano, who's a great AD down there, and it's a smaller school, he started the Triple Threat program to try to recognize three-sport athletes, make a big deal out of it, so that um, they were encouraged to play multiple sports. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, look, what's changed in the landscape of sports is is, is you know, you've talked about it so much. I, I listen to your show almost weekly. Um, is is travel sports, and we understand this over the last 20 years. Um, you know, travel sports has just boomed. It's 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 a money-making industry now, where parents are pressured to put their, their children in a sport the entire year. Um, and it's really affecting, if you look at it, middle-class and up because they have the means and the resources necessary or, or available to them for these travel teams and private lessons and instruction. And, um, and so it's a shame, but parents feel as if that's going to actually lead to them getting recruited. And unfortunately. It's being rewarded, and here's where it's like my philosophy versus the reality of the situation is that I have seen, although research will tell you that it's not necessarily going to help you get a college scholarship, which might be true, I have seen athletes who specialize raise their skills and get recruited. And so because it's getting rewarded, because they are getting better, um, more parents are are doing it. And unfortunately, the, the problem is at what cost? And I, and I think the costs are, are, you know, emotionally and mentally and physically are really damaging.
1: I'm, I'm listening to all this, and, and um, you know, I am I, um, sure. In fact, I'm after uh, – I want to ask you at some point later in, in the hour uh, about the differences between coach or being an AD uh, or a coach at a, a parochial school uh, like Christian Brothers as opposed to a public school. But, you know, Vito, you, you, we only look upon what we see – and our experiences from our own past, and I'm just wondering now, looking back in your own career. I mean, you know, you see the kids today. You 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 oversee over at, at CBA. If you were going through this today, I mean, would you specialize in baseball? Would you focus in swimming? Would you try to do both? I mean, I mean, you know, that's it's different these days. How how do you how do you extrapolate all this from your own past into what's happening today with the kids you see?
2: Yeah, I say it often to my own students. Um, you know. I don't know what I would have done today. I'd like to believe in my heart that I would have stayed true to playing multiple sports. I mean, Mm -hmm. back then I didn't want to swim. (laughs) Once again, you know, my mother was like really adamant about me swimming. If it was up to me, I would have played baseball all year and uh, but, but we didn 't have that opportunity back then I think that 's what 's important. Imagine if we had those travel teams, those winter workouts those that private instruction back then yep. I mean, if I went to the batting cage once a week with my dad during the winter just to you know have my skills just staying fresh, that would have been a lot in the off season and so I feel blessed that i didn 't have to make that decision, but today, with all that 's afforded to these young athletes yeah. um, in the off season, the pressure would have mounted and and because the average the, the, the athlete with average skills is going to improve right and that 's the majority of people we 're talking about we 're not talking about the freak athlete we 're not talking about the athlete um, you know the Kyle Murrays of the world who win a, won a Heisman award and also a first round draft pick in the major league draft. Um, we're not talking about those athletes. We're talking about the average athlete who, when they specialize, they can improve their skills. And so I would have seen this going on. My friends getting better at baseball while I'm swimming, I may have felt some pressure to say, hey, wait a minute. I don't want to lose my ground. Um, and that's the vicious cycle that we're in well, today.
1: Let me stop you there. And my guest this morning is, uh, is uh, Vito Valati, who is the athletic director at Christian Brothers Academy down in, in Lincroft, New Jersey. And we're talking about the pressures that our kids are going through to specialize. And, you know, Vito was a top uh, two-sport athlete himself in high school and eventually ended up playing professional baseball. But he mentioned about the elite or super athlete today. I want to talk about that, talk about the pressures between parochial versus public school. Anyhow, let me let me take a pause. Dave Urm has your, your update this morning. one is number. When we return with Vito after this break, I'll go right to your calls. Stay with me. And back here on the Sports Edge. Uh, this morning we're talking with Vito Kievalati uh, who was the athletic director at Christian Brothers Academy. We're talking about from an from an athletic director's perspective the the what he or she sees from their perspective as kids go through, you know, middle school into high school and obviously there are pressures upon them to focus and specialize in one sport. And we're going to take your calls in a second at 877 337 6666 Vito, I do want to ask you because you are at CBA which is a parochial school uh, it's an all boys school uh, is it do you think it's different in terms of uh, the parochial perspective as opposed to kids at a public school or or some other or a private school
2: i i I do I think there that um, both schools have a uh, different set of circumstances that they're looking at I mean obviously we have highly competitive sports here at cba and so yep playing more than one sport here, just making more than one team here, could be really difficult, right? I, I don't think that that changes, though, what's happening at the other schools, where um, you might have more athletes playing multiple high school sports, but what what we're failing to see, and I think this is a big part of everything, is, is that they may be playing one sport all year, even though they're playing another sport, too. And so it's almost like over-participation, where, yeah, the basketball player does go out, and he might play baseball, but he's playing basketball all year all, all year long. Or the soccer player, because he can go out and make the, the basketball team easily um, at some other schools, um, he's still playing soccer all year long. And so he's going from basketball practice to soccer practice, and there's no break. And so I, d- I still think that every school, every athletic director, is still dealing with a level of sports specialization. It might not be as apparent. I think it's very clear to see here at CBA for sure.
1: And let me ask you along those lines, because I've heard this before, and I've covered this on the show, you know. As the AD, do you how do you talk with your coaches who might get I don't know what's the term overzealous? and They yeah. tell their kids, okay, well, um, uh, let's say you're the basketball coach. Uh, I, we want to you know, when you're out of season, I'm going to have a uh, an optional uh, team in the fall that I think you guys should play on. It's not you don't have to do it, but it's optional. But you know, this kind of subtle pressures on kids out of season to play the coach's sport. Does that happen at all? And if so, how do you handle it?
2: Yeah. And I think this goes back to the the debate over the philosophy versus the reality of the situation. I think that if you ask any quality coach, they're going to tell you that they want their athlete playing more than one sport. Um, but I also think there's a lot of competition for athletes, for the best athletes. And especially in, in, in certain sports where there's no doubt there's a benefit to that repetitive motion and playing that sport all year here at tba we have a sport like crew for example um running sports swimming as well um where you're going to benefit from continuing to do those motions over and over and over again aerobically you're going to build a bigger base all of these different things i mean there is a lot of pressure for those athletes to stay in that sport all year long and here at tba we've we've tried very very much i've tried to encourage our coaches. To share their athletes, we've developed really good relationships for with especially sports with transferable skills like uh, rugby to wrestling, uh-huh. um, or or um, or the throwers, for example, and rugby players or wrestlers. Um, we, we've tried very hard to make sure that we're sharing the right types of athletes that their skills can be transferable and they can get those breaks from those other sports.
1: I hear you. Okay, let's that, as promised. Let's get to uh, some of the calls. Let's start this morning with Tom and Lavalette. Tom, good morning. You're on the fan morning rick
3: great show Thanks, uh coach Tom. can i can i ask you a, a question it's kind of long but i'll be fast my daughter was a, a three sports star um national honor society in a small school pompton lakes up in north jersey she was president of the german club her junior year as they all do they're raising funds to go to germany in the spring <clears throat> for the following year uh as it has at the athletic director at the time, was he was strictly black and white. There, there was no gray area. He said, if you miss a meet, then you'll get suspended for the next two. So what would you do in a situation where your daughter is pursued? and she wound up playing uh, basketball and lacrosse at Vassar? But anyhow, so what would you do in a situation like that where you have a child that has to choose between academics, you know, a, a prize, let's call it, And the athletics, and she's being punished because she's pursuing the athletics because
2: she was given no choice. That's a great question, and it's an unfortunate situation. You know, here uh, at TBA, I know what our policies are. I mean, obviously, if it's anything that's school related, they're going to get the the athletes going to get a pass. I mean, especially academics, and so yeah. they wouldn't they wouldn't have been punished in that situation if they were going someplace for academic purposes, you know, a class trip or anything like yeah. that. They wouldn't be allowed to be punished by the coach. Um, but what we do see that's very common is when an athlete. Um, For example, baseball. This happened to me. I was a swimmer and our nationals for our club team was in April. Well, the baseball season had already started for the high school. And so now I'm missing baseball games for CBA for a non-CBA function, which is a club swim meet. We see that a lot today where a basketball player has an AAU tournament on the weekend, but he's trying to play freshman baseball here. And, it's, and that's where it gets more difficult to administrate because from an AD's yes. perspective, they really we want to encourage the multi-sport participation. But if sure, were, sure. for the child, if they're really good at that one sport and that's what they're trying to pursue, you know, where do you draw the line and where do you say? So here we've said if you're in season, um, that's the sport you should be focused on, and you really should get a break from your other sports. We've tried to stay hard yes. and true to that. To that rule. And
3: Unfortunately, it was the AD's choice. It wasn't the coach's choice because she was an exceptional track and field Person, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it made no sense, but you can't, you know, as a parent, and Rick, I believe 99.9% of the things you, you do, you can't go up to the AD and say, hey, you know, where's your common sense? Because you, you're only going to get punished more in this particular situation.
1: Well, uh, Tom, this the, the, the question you presented this morning was a very, very good one and very, very uh, timely, and thank you for the call. And, and Vito, just to follow up, because, yeah, you're the AD. And as Tom pointed out, I mean, these are tough questions these days because the seasons don't really have a, a start or a finish; they overlap. I mean, you must have the situation all the time where a kid will say, "Well, I'm going to some, you know, showcase or tournament or whatever it might be," and it's not. I'm, it overlaps with the baseball season or overlaps with the soccer season. How do, how do you? I mean, you can't do have, have a. Is everything decided on an ad hoc basis, or is there a policy in place?
2: Well, there there is. We do have our policies here at TBA, which is that if you're playing a sport for for Christian Brothers Academy, yep. then that should come before any of your other outside activities. And so we do have a policy. If you missed a game, regardless for what it, what it was for, if, you, yep. if your family decided to go on vacation, or if you're playing in some travel sport that's out of season, then you would you would be uh, the coach could um, sit you for a game here, and that would be our policy. But but here, here's the bigger problem that we're seeing. For example, baseball. Baseball is a perfect, perfect sport to to dissect here. It's that travel sports may be going on at the same time as your high school season, yes. and so these travel some travel programs will have a practice on a Sunday because that's the one day throughout the throughout the season that you're not practicing with your high school. So now you have athletes, you have baseball players specifically who are playing seven days a week, mm-hmm. not getting any rest, mm-hmm. and the coaches have no idea did he pitch that day. On his off day, when can I use him again? And and we're we're seeing, that's the specialization that we're seeing today. Is that it's within the same sport and within the same season?
1: Well, I mean that's exactly what we're talking about. And yeah, these are very much uh, shifting times, shifting sands, and and it's uh, they are, it's precarious, uh, and nobody really has a sense exactly. Like you just said a kid is pitching on a Sunday, and the and his and the coach. At his high school, doesn't know that. I mean, it it gets very, very precarious. Let's move on. I I, mean, I got so many calls here, Vito. Let me move on to some other calls here. Uh, let me go to um, to Sunny over in Malvern. Sunny, good morning. You're on the fan.
0: Hey, Rick Vito. Good morning. Uh, great topic, guys. Out on Long Island here, this is like a, a huge issue. Vito, you can address after I speak that the you know how misleading actually scholarships are and what small percentage of uh, athletes in high school actually do get. Um, scholarships and it, is it worth it for say, like a, you know, a sport like lacrosse, where parents, you know, in the upper middle class, you know, upper class, you know, community spend so much money on, you know, lacrosse? It's incredible that is it worth it, you know, uh, going forward. And I have a son who's 16 years old, he's an you know average to a good athlete, he's played, you know, every sport when he was younger. When the time for traveling soccer. Uh, a team, They said, listen, if you make the travel team, you can't play any other sport. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, that wasn't going to go. I asked my son what he wanted to do, and he said, no, Dad, I want to continue playing football. He runs track, and he plays lacrosse. And then the other issue was lacrosse. He's kind of at a disadvantage now, because he's playing lacrosse. He's a junior. But he didn't specialize in lacrosse like the majority of those kids did. They were on the travel teams, and like Express and Orange Crush, where they have a lacrosse stick in their hand every day, Vito, and you've seen this. And yep. they travel to Florida, they travel to Carolina, to Georgia, all over the country. And they have specialized coaching, and they have – it's incredible. And now my son's at the age where he didn't want to, like, spend all right. that time on lacrosse. Because, like I said, he played other sports, and now he's kind of behind the eight ball because – you know, he's just an average lacrosse player because he didn't specialize. Meanwhile, if he did specialize in lacrosse, you know, he'd be up there with them. So, but well, I think we made the right decision. It wasn't based on right. Is he going to get a scholarship to college. That's not the all, you know, to do here. You know, you want to get into a good uh, college for academic reasons. And guess what? If you can, you know, get into a good college because of, you know, your athletic skills, that's great. But that wasn't the number one priority for me or my family. Sorry, let's let
1: jump in here because what you have just summarized here. The, the 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 predicament that that your son is going through and what you've gone through as a sports parent I think this is exactly what that's it that that's that's the absolute you know epicenter of the issue about this because as a sense Vito and and Sonny thank you for the call this morning uh, Vito that's what we're talking about the parents feel that that you know or the kid feels like well if I had specialized I would have a leg up or I'd be competitive oh, and and this- that's That was it.
2: That was the reality right there. That was a perfect phone call. Good for your son for sticking to his guns and wanting to play multiple sports, even though um, he may not have, his skills might not have progressed in lacrosse. Um, He's going to benefit in the long term from playing multiple sports. I mean, he touched on so many things there. Number one thing I want to say is that specialization is hurting more athletes than it's helping, period. And if parents need to, they need to hear that. Um, If you're one of these parents, and it sounds like Sonny was one of those parents where specializing may have taken his son just over that edge, right? It's not worth the risks. It's not worth it because he touched on college scholarships. Out of the 8 million high school athletes that are currently playing, 6% of them will play at the next level. Forget about scholarships. It's under 2%. And when I tell parents these numbers, they look at me and they think I'm crazy. But that's the facts. Under 2%. We're talking about the cream of the crop, some of the most talented guys, the Kyle Murrays of the world. And... No matter how much the average player specializes, they likely will not earn that scholarship. But here's the problem. They are, anecdotally, I can give you so many stories similar to Sonny's where I've seen athletes get into that REACH school or get good enough where they might have a spot on the team and get recruited. Now, it's not a scholarship, but that specialization has helped them get over the hump. I always come back to at what cost. Mentally, emotionally, and physically it is harmful to our children. We know this. There's so much research out there that, that um, backs it up, and we just have to stick to our guns. And I can give you an exact story of an athlete we had graduate last year, who freshman year, his father came up to me. He was a good um, soccer player, basketball player, and tennis player. Not great at any one, but good. Good enough to make all three teams here at CBA, freshman, JV, and eventually varsity. And he asked me, should, should he specialize in one of them? I was like, what does he like to do? He's like, he likes to he likes to play all three. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, then let him play all three. And if he would have specialized in one, maybe he would have been a really good starter um, for CBA, but he wasn't going to go much further than that. And instead, he had the benefit of multiple coaches, different philosophies, different leadership styles, different athletes, and he's going to benefit long-term from that experience.
1: We're talking with uh, the athletic director at Christian Brothers Academy in Lincroft, New Jersey, Vito Akhia Valade, and and... Uh, you know, he's really in the he's right there in, in the trenches dealing with these issues of specialization as he just related that story about the, you know, the, the youngster had, a, you know, the father saying, what do I do? Is the kid specialized or play all three sports? And you heard what Vito had to say. All right, let me let me take a pause here. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do some commercials and have Dave's update. When we come back, uh, we'll return to Vito. So stay with me. Just a quick reminder, a few notes. Here. First of all, The uh, Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed. My book, you can buy your, your son or your daughter a copy today. Just go to Amazon and, and uh, order it. Uh, also, be sure to check out my, uh, my blog at AskCoachWolf.com. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at AskCoachWolf as well. We're talking this morning uh, about specialization from the AD's perspective. Uh, uh, Vito Chiavellati is my guest, and let's get right back to our calls Let's go to uh, Jack Smithlin over in Fairlawn. Jack, good morning. You're on the fan.
4: Hey, Rick. How are you? Good, Jack. Um, once again, great show, Vito.
1: Um, one thing I
4: like to say is that listening to you talk as an athletic director, I think you're, you know, probably at the top of your at the top of the pile as an AD. A lot of ADs don't take the interest that you do. So, you nice know, chance. looking at your nice multiple sports. Um, players and making sure that they match up. I don't think there's too many ADs that do that, so I compliment you on that, really. Thank Um, you i worked i 've coached for forty years and i 've worked for many athletic directors, so once again, congratulations on the job you 're doing and uh, I remember playing against you at Copaus High School back in the late seventies early eighties and you usually kicked our butts so <laughs>
5: um,
4: but specializing i I you was know, a guest on Rick's show months and months ago. Um, this is one of the topics, and one of my strong beliefs is that you don't, you know, to specialize doesn't mean playing all year. You right. talked about, you know, if you if your dad took you to hit, you know, once a week, and you know, baseball is a tough thing, especially with hitting, and that's exactly what I did. Both my sons were three sport athletes, both played in college. My older son um, got signed by the St. Louis Cardinals out of Penn State, and he was a three sport, you know, athlete, as as was my younger son Alex. Um, you know one of the things that I think about what's causing the pressures that you talked about before, Rick, is that the people that are paying to play are being pressured by the people they're paying, you know they're not being pressured by the college coaches that want their kids to be that all around athlete that want that kid, those kids to be a three sport athlete, you know and what like I said before, you know, you know specializing people think that you have to play all year that's not specializing specializing is taking a sport that you would like to improve on more so than the others i mean you always want to improve but working on it i mean my kids didn't play in the winter baseball in the winter they they hit during the winter and they threw one night a week but and they played you know they ran winter track and they played soccer and basketball and wrestled and you know baseball was their sport so they kept their tune, they stayed fine-tuned during the year. They didn't play. They didn't play club ball or anything like that. So, I mean, I understand the pressures. The pressures are unbelievable because the people that are telling them they have to do it are the ones taking their money. And, you know what, get back to three
1: sports. Jack, I hear you a lot. And And that that is a terrific observation. And, as always, thank you for the call. Uh, You're more than welcome, Rick. Thanks, Jack. And, and, you know, And and Vito, and this is, again, part of the issue here, and Jack's correct, that that there is because we know the the travel sports, the travel teams, the the club teams, there is a certain amount of these are for-profit operations. And, they yeah, the the coaches who run these want the kids to continue. And, yes, it's true, they probably feed into this issue that Jack's talking about. They're telling the kids, you know, if you do want to get to that next level, and, you you know, we know the stats about how few kids go on from – from high school sports to play at the collegiate level, at any level, which is Division One, Two, II, or Three, but the the travel coaches are feeding into this, saying you're going to have to focus more and more time on the sport. It's going to cost more money, yeah, but if you want to get ahead, that's the that's the ticket.
2: Absolutely, and and that was a great call by Jack and. And it goes back to all the things that we're talking about today that, you know, look, there used to be distinct seasons and less pressure. I mean, we spoke about my experience, and there's no doubt that I think swimming made me a better baseball player. It, it helped uh, It helped me use muscles and ligaments and things that I wasn't using uh, when just hitting and just throwing, you know, and, and working out different, uh, being more flexible. I mean, there's a lot of benefits, obviously, to what was happening. But today, what we see is that pressure, and, and, and this is why I was talking about the socioeconomic um, line that's being drawn. Where those who have the means to pay for these coaches, well, what are these coaches trying to do? Many of which are trying to get more money throughout the year. I mean, this is their livelihood. Travel sports has become, you know, one of the most booming industries in our nation over the last twenty years. Um, And the reason why is because of this fact: is that you know we want those coaches want to encourage the players to stay in their programs throughout the entire year. They don't want to lose their athletes, and that's money for them as well. And I'm not painting every travel program as uh, as as bad coaches. I mean, they, they probably mean very well, but they also are seeing the benefit of a lot of specialization, and I think that's the dangers. That's the dangers our families are seeing today, our parents are seeing, is that it's being rewarded, and Jack said, you know, it's not the college coaches. And there's a famous tweet by Urban Meyer that came out where 42 of his 47 recruits were multi-sport athletes. And, well, and, and, and that's amazing when they're freak athletes. Yeah, of course. Well, they probably, and, and football's a different sport, too.
1: You know, if there's one lesson or takeaway today I want for the listeners, it's this. And this is the point I'm trying to get across about specialization. If you're a parent and, and you know, you see your your kid, your youngster developing, well— if your kid is, as you would call him, a super elite or a freak athlete, and that's the kind of kids uh, who are, this the, that category would include people like LeBron James, uh, Kobe Bryant, Dion Sanders, who you know was a superstar. He uh, you know, wasn't playing professional baseball or, or, or professional football. He also was an all-state basketball player in Florida. Bo Jackson, Kyler Murray, you mentioned, you know, the kid who wins the Heisman Trophy is also a first-round draft choice in baseball. You know, players like this, these athletes, they don't have to specialize because early on, it's clear they're going to be unbelievably superstar athletes. So there's no reason for them to specialize in the hope that they can somehow get ahead to the next level because that's how good they are. I don't think parents, most parents don't have kids like that. So No, you know No, that's
2: that's what I was saying earlier is that it's the average athlete yeah. that's being hurt. And that's the majority of them, right? That's the majority of the athletes. Their average skill level. And if they continue to try to hone in on those skills, their skills are going to improve. But it's always at what cost. And and he did talk about college and unfortunately the colleges are, you know, they're contributing to this problem because I mean I I remember last year famously hearing about a kid who was at a, a, a showcase in February a pitching showcase where he's throwing 93 miles an hour he was already being recruited and there were colleges at that showcase I mean you had uh, a gentleman who, who wrote the book uh, called The Arm on your show yeah, right? Jeff about a year ago right I mean and he spoke to the dangers of this and these are all money makers for these showcase programs and they're happening all year long nobody should be throwing a baseball 95 miles an hour in February <laughs> not pitching not pitching I mean you can throw you can keep your arm in shape, but when you start pitching and working on these very, very specific skills, that's where we see the increase in injuries. And obviously, you know, we know all the other problems that specialization has.
1: Let's go back to our callers. Let's go to Tony in old New Jersey. Tony, good morning. You're on the fan.
5: Yeah, how you doing? Good morning. Um, hey yeah, Tony. Wanted to. Uh, my son's actually a uh, from a rival school at TDI, so I know them well. Um, and he, I kind of live through this right now as him being a senior um he plays three sports and throughout the years in high school my wife and I focused on him uh not specializing in baseball which was his number one um do I regret it no uh he actually decided to go out and play soccer after six years of not playing made a north all county this year so he's working different muscles um I'm specifically tell all his coaches, travel coaches, high school coaches, he shuts it down from one sport to the next because he has to focus on his grades, um, everything else. Um, and as far as the college thing goes, the coaches that he's spoken to, there were a few lower Division ones speaking to him, which he had a shot at. Now, do I think that if he specialized and focused on baseball all year round, 24-7, would he have probably gotten more of that Yes. Do I think you should have? No. Um, And every single school, there were approximately 15 D3 schools that wanted him. Every single coach said the fact that his grades were there um, and his athletic ability being with different sports and juggling everything all at one time is what attracts him. Not just his talent, but that also. So if, if I had a recommendation. If your kid has athletic ability, stick with the grades, as always.
1: Well,
5: and and I, I don't say specialized unless, you know, I, I mean, it, it's a hard thing. Each, kid, each individual is different. Right. Um, but I'm actually glad that my son took that, that, you know, that path, and that's what he wanted to do. And, uh, you know, I think overall that's the, the outcome was a lot better for him.
1: Great. Tony, uh, excellent call. Thank you. And 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 Vito, we're, we're up against the clock here, and 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 I can't thank you enough for for coming on this morning and talking about this very complicated issue of specialization. But you know, what what is the ultimate takeaway here? What, what's your perspective? I mean, we've heard. I guess what I'm thinking, hearing is that you know you don't have kids shouldn't have to specialize. As you said, they can still do a number of sports throughout the year. They don't still have. They just have to be careful not to focus exclusively on one sport all. Because that's just not going to be – it's just not going to be positive from either a psychological or physical perspective.
2: Yeah, I think if, if anybody took – if any parent or coach took anything away from this conversation is that although specialization in, it can definitely improve skill development – it is hurting more athletes than it's helping. Uh, the burnout rate is higher than it's ever been before. Anxiety, is, you know, is at an all-time high with our with our youth, um, you know, and it's and all of these pressures are leading to these the issues. Obviously, the overuse injuries we we know, and so specialization is hurting more athletes than it's helping. If you're one of these parents who's who has a child who may benefit. Uh, skill-wise, from specializing, I definitely implore you to not do exactly what Tony just did, um, and that and, and what he just spoke about, which is no, I'm going to make sure my my son is well-rounded, um, and that they're focusing on their studies. And the thing that you know I think is most important for families to understand, going back to the college scholarships, there is way more money available for. Um, students academically than there ever will be athletically. And so having good grades is, is going to be what helps you get to the next level, uh, regardless of your ability on the field. Get those grades in order. That's going to be your pathway to um, a cheaper education as well. There's more scholarship money available for, for academics than there ever will be for
1: athletics. Excellent advice from uh, Athletic Director uh, Vito Kivillani. And, and uh, Vito, thank you again, and obviously we'll talk to you again down the road.
2: Thanks, Rick. Really appreciate
1: being on. Thanks, Vito. Okay, let me take a quick time out. I'll be back with more. Thought we had a really fascinating conversation today with Vito uh, Kivalati, and and obviously the calls were right on right on target. A specialization continues to be a very very difficult, uh, you know, topic to to assess. I do get the sense that we're looking back on that. We're sort of turning the clock back now, where kids are now looking to play. I want to play more than just one sport all year round because that does lead to concerns about burnout and repetitive use injury, and quite frankly, it may not pay off in terms of a college scholarship. So I think kids today are now becoming more more attuned to all this and saying to their parents, look, I really want to play all these sports because they're all fun. And I think that's, that's a good sign in terms of the overall psychological health, in terms of enjoyment for our kids playing sports. At least I, I hope so. Okay. That's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My uh, thanks this morning to Connor Green. Please stick around for Football Sunday, Melusis and Deal up next. And I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge.